Hello, this is Lucifer, and welcome to Positive Occult Podcast with me, Lucifer, and Morgana. Wow, <laughs> this is like our fifteenth try. Well, we are having yeah a little bit of um, sound issues, but uh, but we think we have it straight now. Okay, well, the sound issues is that the people are talking <laughs> in the background. It's not like we're having sound issues with the equipment. It's like, uh, and it's like okay, enough. Um, but we hopefully that is solved. I think, I think, I think we're good to go. So, um, one little thing that we just found out that we can do some, we're going to do the podcast, but now we can do some video as well as audio video. Yeah. So we can so go exciting. to YouTube, right. And start putting some stuff on YouTube. Well, we think so. We will. <laughs> we think that might be a good direction to go in. Nobody, nobody out there might want to actually like see us doing this, but if you do, we may have the option. I have to dress up forward. every time. With your makeup. Yeah. You because know. I can I usually do it in my underwear and you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see that um, I don't know. Well actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do. Uh, they don't do. know if they want to see that or not until they see it. And then they'll be like, Oh mm, yeah, or mm. Yeah. Would it be good? If oh. it was just for you. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do at some point. <laughs> at some point we'll do a fundraiser. Do you want to see Lucifer recording in his <laughs> underwear or not? And we'll see how much cash we can raise for that. How's that? How's that? We'll, we'll save that so you can raise money for a charity or something. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, I probably would do it too. You know of what course I mean? you would. Yeah, absolutely. You're game for just about anything. <laughs> Especially if it, you know, includes being scantily cl clad. <laughs> what? No clothes? Yes, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, um, Next podcast recording coming from a nudist colony near you. Yes. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. No, I'm not a nudist. No, you're not. No, you're but, not. but I'm not against it. But <laughs> um, anyways, so we had some. But you are a slurper. You are I am a, a slurper. You are a coffee slurper. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, everybody um, just heard. Yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> if it's okay. If it <laughs> we just have to watch it because of 30, yes, okay. I think. So, like, if. Um, yeah, so if you hear the. That's me. I don't know why That's I Lucifer, slurp. not 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 me. Why do I slurp? I think it's fun for you. You think so? <laughs> it's fun for you. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or I have very like lazy lips. They just want to press on the cup and I'm just no, like, no. It's like it's definitely not that. Okay. It's okay. not lazy lips. Not lazy lips. <laughs> so wait a minute. So we, we saw we saw um we were at a moon serpent and bone. What was that? Moon oh. serpent and bone full moon market in it was a Beacon. small market in Beacon. yes that's that's the full moon so the monthly that's the yes. monthly one and we saw nishi baker we saw nishi baker call out so nishi, nishi baker. baker if you're listening you know we're throwing you throwing you some props here girl right <laughs> and i had to show her how to download spotify <laughs> so yeah so nishi this is your test to know if you are actually listening to the podcast or not after at least we're downloading the app to your phone so we'll see. We'll see if you've got it. The funny thing is, is that she's not old at all. And it wasn't like she had the, you know, like, I don't know how to do the download the app. And then, yeah, but I caught her because she wasn't listening to my podcast. <laughs> but then she made me pose all over the art. <laughs> so that, that new pose, that, that, that new, new photograph. Yeah. Yes, that it's is nice actually uh, was her idea. She's like, why don't you lay down here? Well, she wanted you lying down. Yeah, the, the photo that you've actually posted is of you sitting up by yeah. the tree. Yeah, she wanted you in the lying down pose, so I'll have to, I'll have to save that photo for the next time. <laughs> Actually, 
you're gonna post it now on Instagram. So so folks yeah. can find that on Instagram. Yeah, it's it's fun. pretty funny that's though. Fun. She was fun. She's great. I love her. She makes great um, great cakes and stuff like that. And um, you know, she's I just I love her energy. She makes like mooncakes, uh, cupcakes, cakey cakes. <laughs> And I think they're all Skull spirits, cake. skull cakes. So she's Nietzsche Baker. Uh, is it was N I C H E Y Baker? N I C H E Y. Yes. And it, it, she's on Instagram. I don't know if she ships out, but no, I if don't think locally, so. Locally, you know. But yeah, you can find her Luna Fair and Moon Serpent and Bone. Yeah. Anyway, follow her Instagram page, and you will she's be delighted funny. by her delectable goodies. Yeah, she's really funny. Too. Yeah, and she said, well, and we'll get her on the podcast at some point, whether she wants to be on or not. She's resisting. <laughs> we'll we'll get her next. She was resisting. Next moon serpent and bone. We'll we'll get a couple of words from her. She was dying about my confidence level. It was funny. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was really funny. But anyway, we're not doing a podcast so anyways, today about so no, Nietzsche Baker. So let's. What else? So what else did we have? We had some. We just want to tell you some funny stories. So we'd like to start off really funny. We do. First. Well, we're sh- yes, we're sharing what's going on in our world, and because it's um, funny, we have a fun, <laughs> funny world. We we definitely choose to see it as such. Yeah, it's yes. not. A, it's not a story short. Don't uh, hang out with a bunch of people, and then forget you eat a um, a edible cookie. And when you do, when it kicks in, and when it kicks in, then you realize. Oh, breaks loose. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about you now, not me. Yes. Me. Yes, having a conversation with a guy and going, "What is wrong with me?" and then staring out into the distance for 20 seconds while he's staring at me, wondering what the fuck what is the wrong hell with me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it was just funny. It was funny. It was funny. It But really was. we are going to talk about something serious today. I am so mad about this. No, stop that. We are going to talk about um, some books that Morgana really loves, and actually, that is going to help you, I think, drive you toward a better understanding of druidry and some other things, also, right? Right? Yeah, some other books that you have that Absol- you're interested. In. Absolutely, but now I'm feeling the pressure. Now I feel like I gotta, I gotta deliver it. <laughs> well, yeah, we're just talking about this. Is just very, you know, I have some books too, but mine, mine really are not. Uh, Well, I mean, I do have some really good recommendations. Well, I think the purpose is not just to sort of recommend books, but to talk about like, you know, what are we doing when we're reading certain books? What's drawing us to certain books? And then how are we kind of, you know, using them in our practice, right? You know, so often we pick up things and read them, put them down, and don't don't really um, make full use of the message, right? It's sort of like, you know, we skim. And the, what what is it called the bedside bedside Buddhist isn't that what a friend of ours yeah, said the, yeah, last the, the night? Nightstand yeah. Buddhist. Nightstand Buddhist. Yes, the nightstand yeah. Buddhist. Yeah, yeah. And so the nightstand Buddhist basically means you have that book on your nightstand table. You don't ever crack it open. You don't do much with it, right? Or, or you read it and then you just don't apply it. Yeah, life. you don't apply it. <laughs> it's That's like right. Yeah, you know I'm gonna do this tomorrow. Yes. So be, then, being the practical yeah. person that I am, I thought it'd be great to have you know. Mm-hmm. Actionable, you know, discussion about actionable items coming out of our reading because yes. it's an investment, truly, right? I mean, well, I find it is. Yeah. I know you, you, you like to listen to books and, and read. as well as read, yes, yeah. obviously. And you have some time during the day, you know, that you can kind of pop a, a headphone right. in your ear and listen to some stuff. For me, it's like I, you know, carving out the time to read. Um, It doesn't happen very frequently for me, but it's something right. obviously that I really love to do. So, right. so I want to make sure that what I'm reading is actually going to, you know, benefit me, and I can put it into practice. 
and it's not something that is just sort of going to be, you know, fluffy and conceptual, but um, right. But but something I can really sort of, you know, pull through into my into my practice. So I think that's what sort of generated our interest in. Ooh, maybe we should share that. Maybe we could actually share some of the stuff that we that we're doing and how we're sort of pulling this stuff through and putting it into into practice. Yeah. Otherwise, what are we doing? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just like going. It's like, you know, it's like hanging out with a bunch of intellectuals, which. I have, believe it or not, and, and read books. You know, I mean, I have read Tolstoy and Dostoevsky. I was a, I was a Russian. And you can pronounce them too. Yes, yeah. I was a, well, I was a Russian <laughs> literature major in college, unfortunately. And yeah, that was my first, my first thing. It was my minor for a while. So I, that's why I read all those. Well, that's why I read all those Russian, terrifying books that are terrifyingly long and terrifyingly descriptive. But I really. When I did read them, I was like, "Wow, these these writers were amazing because their description in their books was so." I mean, you're talking about thousands of characters in these books, like War and Peace and everything, where there's so many that you have to actually keep track of everything, and they all have these really distinct personalities. But I think when we read certain books like these, like a nonfiction book about the craft or about spell work, whatever,、um, we can read them, but sometimes we don't put them to, to work. But I think also on top of it, it's like it's really different with craft work, right? Or like stuff because I think with like Buddhist book, it's more about how to be a better person, how to、right. make your life. Where craft work, yes,、yeah. where craft work is books are more about this works for me. Maybe it can work for you. Maybe you have to make adjustments. And I think those are a little more like, well, how can I put this into my craft and make it better, or make it or change it to a certain way? I think some people they read a book and they're like, "This is the exact way that it has to be in witchcraft、right. or druidry." Or and there's some people that are really writing stuff that is kind of off. The, and I think you see that in druidry, right? Where you see like people write、oh、stuff. Oh, there's so much and, utter shit. And it's complete crap. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna give some like a few books I think that are that are really good. I think that you could recommend, and I'm gonna give maybe a couple that are really good too, and maybe even a couple. Fiction books I really enjoyed reading, that were fun because they have magic and demons and witchcraft. And I've been reading this girl's whole series. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. But anyways, let's go with your. What is your, one of your first things you would recommend? One of your one of your first books. Or what would what would you recommend? Well, you can grab any of those books yeah, off I mean, the table. It, it depends. It depends what it is that, that you're working with. I mean, for me, obviously, you know, Druidry is my is my passion. Ogham. Uh, is also my passion. <laughs> so,、um, so, you know, so explain what Ogham well, is because they're not yeah, other people. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me explain sort of what both of them you know really are. Right. So, so a lot of people say, oh, druidry is that the same as witch witchcraft? Is does that mean you're a witch?、Um, n- no, they're different. They're different and distinct. But you know, but but they are somewhat interchangeable. Right. So, so what do I mean by that? I mean, if you just sort of think about any pagan practice, right? It's usually sort of earth-based in terms of its spirituality. We're talking about nature, nature-based, I should say, rather than earth-based, right?、Um, nature-based, right? So we're we are talking about the elements, for sure, and that certainly, you know, has a starring role in witchcraft as well.、Um, otherwise, what are we working with, right?、Um, but I think that you know the main distinct difference is sort of you know druidry is this practice of sort of applying knowledge to things. And applying knowledge in a way that you're using your creativity, you're also、um, applying knowledge for purposes of sort of justice and peace. Believe it or not, though, I know some people that know me would be hard pushed to see me as a as a peaceful person and not more <laughs> of a warrior person. But there's 
you know, they're, they're, it's sort of the way of the peaceful warrior, so to speak, right? Um, but they're they're not dissimilar. But but to me, you know, that having a really good tight druidry practice means that I'm dipping in and out of understanding uh, facets of the planet and the elements that I wouldn't otherwise, right? I'm really starting trying to understand them from a deep spiritual practice and undertaking. And Ogham is an ancient Irish alphabet. It was the first time ancient Irish was written down. It's an alphabet, but they look like a bunch of symbols, horizontal and vertical lines. There's 20 symbols in all, or 25 if you add the four fide, as they're called in there. The fede are the first 20, and then the four fide were five that were added later on, for anybody that really cares about that. And... Um, and I use them in intentional oils here. Uh, they each each letter corresponds with a plant, a tree, or a well, really a plant or a tree, frankly, mainly trees. And so what I've done is sort of pull out the corresponding healing properties of those trees into into these oils. Why? Well, because Olam really is so much more than uh, just an alphabet, right? With its correspondences to trees, there's a whole bunch of plant medicine and wisdom that is pulled through into that. So this leads me to to the first book, uh, Ogham, spelled O-G-A-M and pronounced Ogham, which is a, a, a more modern way of pronouncing it. Oam is the ancient Irish way of pronouncing it, where it's O-G-H-A-M and the H makes the G silent. But there's a terrific book by Aaron Rowan Laurie called Ogham, O-G-A-M, Weaving Word Wisdom. And this is a book that um, Luce Frill will tell you is all sort of dog-eared as I hold in my hand, you know, from going back to it over and over and over again. And it really breaks down, you know, uh, the, the, the nature of, um, of Ogham, where it comes from, you know, what it is, and the associations and correspondences, you know, with each letter symbol. I refer to them as letter symbols. Some people just call them letters. I prefer to call them letter symbols because people are actually looking for things like A, B, C, D, when in fact, as I say, these are, you know, horizontal and vertical lines. But this book is terrific because it really really introduces you not just to the letters themselves but how to actually you know work with them right so what are the corresponding you know pieces to them you know what are the colors that go with them is there a bird that goes with them um uh aaron aaron laurie actually even associates some um, some notes some musical notes with them which i love as mm. well as planets oh, you know yes, yeah, most cool. of the time when you're dipping into you know ogham you're going to come up with tree associations and that's about it so mm. she really goes into this she goes into some of the literature behind it where you can find you know more information around it what are some of the sort of linked concepts and then what i really really love is um is the fact that um you know she talks about both you know sort of the divination um but also the the, the currents right the currents that run through this and so when we're thinking about um you know drew dream we're thinking about working with these things there's the chthonic current and there's the oceanic current and <clears throat> and so we also you know have this understanding of like the energy that is flowing you know through these um very sacred symbols as well so if you really want to take a deep dive you know into ogham then ogham Weaving Word Wisdom by Aaron E R Y N N Rowan Laurie L A U R E is definitely the book for you. Fantastic book, and um, you know, really stands up uh, under scrutiny, and, and as I say, has some fantastic you know resources um, in it. Mm. All right, I'm going to take a breath because people are bored listening to me, <laughs> and turn it over to you for some for some fictional books, things that are maybe a, le- a little less nerdy. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go into. 
I mean, I am not, I'm not going to explain them the best way as you did. <laughs> My, I mean, so I don't know. I feel, I feel like, you know, sometimes like even like for myself, I like to, um, I love to read the nonfiction. I love learning and everything else, you know, but then sometimes I just, I just want to go into my fantasy world. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, your fantasy Because world. I feel like, so like they Wait, always... Wait, hold on. Aren't we actually existing in a fantasy world? We have the time. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Right. But I mean, so like, I, I think one of the greatest, um, so I read this one book that was about um, meditation and everything and how to create um, manifestation. I, I kind of always hate the word manifestation sometimes because it just sounds so you know sprinkle fairy dust and yeah yeah. because it's just just didn't been taken so commercial Mm -hmm. um but they said the best way to really to improve your manifestation is because you have to picture these things in your brain and, Mm -hmm. and really create a lot of energy behind it is actually reading a lot because when you read you picture the things as you're reading you're picturing the series go through your brain right so at least the way i read i put when i read i picture what's happening in my brain mm-hmm. but my brain doesn't know what's going to go on next yeah and then it has to go into the next great point you know yeah so it goes into the next fold like oh wait a minute and then and then like i put like characters people sometimes i know some people i don't know as the main characters of this of the um book because i need to have a face to them interesting That's, yes hmm. isn't it? so when you when you, when you when you're able to do that it's actually um better because um you can actually picture these things in your brain a little easier because your brain is used to like creating these things in your head so when you're reading like a, a, a fiction book um i feel like it's very um it's a good way to practice right? yeah it's a good way to yeah practice. well because it's visualization yes it's visualization point, yeah. and if you're not used to visualizing if you don't read you're just like uh, 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 and, and your brain isn't like used to that you know so one of my favorite series right now is i want to make sure i get them in the row because i always get them screwed up this way so it is by carrie meniscalco kingdom of the wicked series mm, and i found that. out that Kingdom of the Wicked series is actually, and I, and I picked it up and I started reading it and I was like, this is such a great book, right? <laughs> and it's great. And it's a love story. And it's about a girl who is a twin and they live in Italy and they are witches. And she finds that her twin sister is murdered, right? And, but there's also murders in her town of all these witches. Mm-hmm. And she meets and uh, finds a demon. Mm-hmm. And the demon, she like. Um, wait, wait, hold on. What's that? Should we do a spoiler alert? Um, I, <laughs> no, because this is like a story that you could read this on Amazon. Okay, okay. So, so they, the, yeah, I'm not gonna say what happens. They were watching descriptions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then so what happens is that she uh, finds this demon, and kind of um, I guess you would say binds him a little bit, or like she they make a pact between each other. Okay. And then she is on a uh, like a. I guess you would say trying to find out who killed her uh, twin sister. As you would, because it would be so she, she thinks it's one of the princes of 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 hell, okay. right? Because she found this demon. Well, of course, Wait. it starts to get into a love story <laughs> between your favorite. Yes, it gets <laughs> well, especially there's naughty I, bits. Yes, there's yeah. some naughty bits in there. And the thing is, there's naughty bits because, but it's weird because it's a young adult, and I was going, this is getting really naughty. 
And I was like, <laughs> what is a young adult? Like, what is this? Like, what is this? Like, I hope a 16 year old isn't yes. reading this. You know, really? I'm like getting hot under the collar here myself. And it's like, what's going on here? <laughs> but um, Karen Mascalco is actually a phenomenal writer. She's from New York. She actually wrote another series, but she, she wrote a, I think so it's a, let me look on here and make sure it's right. Yeah, she has a three-part series. So it's Kingdom of the Wicked, Kingdom of the Cursed, Kingdom of the Feared. And um, I, I recommend it to a lot of people because it's a fun book to read. Fun books, yeah, yeah. I just finished the second one. I didn't do the third yet because I'm just on my way to do the third. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, you know, when you're watching like, Oh God, I don't know if you remember the show Prison Break, or you remember, uh, let's see, uh, what's what's the what's the um, <laughs> Game, Game of Thrones? Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah, like what's that Sounds little what's like... that what's that little show? A little show, a little show on well, HBO. Nobody watched, yeah. nobody watched yeah. it, and where it just like cuts you off, and you're at the end, the end of the book. You go, no, I want to find out, but I really enjoyed it. That's one of my book recommendations. I mean, so Kingdom. Of the Cursed or Kingdom of the Feared it's by Carrie Maniscalco. You could figure out the number one part of the series in it. But cool. Yeah. Cool. I keep tagging her for stuff because I want her to be, I want to try and get her in an interview with sometime. Yes, that'd be cool. That'd she's, be really she's cool. She's from New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. local. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah. she, we're probably too low for her right now, but hopefully we will. You know, at some point, you know, who knows? Yes. Maybe. Hopefully Maybe listening. she'll, you know, yeah, like the little guys. We'll see. We'll okay, see. so what do you recommend next? Well, I did, I did promise some actionable stuff, and so I started off by, you know, talking about sort of druidry and elements, and um, and then very quickly descended into ogham because it's my favorite subject ever. But um, but back to druidry, there's, I'm just going to drop this here. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go into it much, but um, there is the Druid Magic Handbook mm. by uh, John Michael Greer, and um, I have to say, I really. I really appreciate so much of how this book is written because not only does uh, John Michael Greer talk about the subject uh, matter, but he goes into how to actively work with it. So, so for example, you know, he, um, and I'm just flipping open any old page here, but under the gates of the elements, he has one, you know, invoking and banishing by the third gate, right? So he's going into invocations, um, in this case, obviously invoking and banishing, and then he is talking about how to uh, really work with this, right? Active workings becomes, you know, a, a paragraph in the chapter, receptive workings and active workings. And so he's, he's really helping you lay out how to work with various things in your own practice, right? So the actual practice of Druid magic. And that is an incredibly useful tool because we can contemplate these things all we like, right? But then you want to sort of start to do the work. You want to, you know, take a deeper dive and, and do the work and sort of get into these things. It can be very difficult to sort of know how to utilize the information or the knowledge that has just been shared with you. So, so I would recommend John Michael Greer, the Druid Magic Handbook, as a really great sort of practicum, and we love that in Druidry is to have a practicum. Um, uh, and so, that that's one that I go back to, you know, over and over. So let me ask you a question. So, I know Druidry books, and you're like that. You're very like, um, um, you're very like. So you picked out certain books that you knew were true to what it what it should be. What is the main fault? I think it's some of the some of the handbooks you see with Druidry. What would you be? Let's say the one main fault. Well, the main well, I mean, so so I think you know the 
the basics here about Druidry is this. We don't know a whole lot about the Druids, right? right. So there's a whole bunch that's sort of been filled in. Right. And we don't know a whole bunch about the Druids because, you know, the Romans were very effective at wiping them out. It was an oral tradition. Knowledge was handed down um, it, it, scholastically, right? I Meaning you, you really had to sort of train up into Druidry. And, and just for those that, that, that don't know, you know, the Druids were, were basically sort of the professional class of the Celts is probably a, a inaccurate way to um, describe this. In other words, they were the the poets and the doctors, healers, um, you know, war strategists, etc. Right. So what would be our our lawyers and accountants and professionals and, and you know, um, judges and things today. Right. So so in order to to really sort of become fully Druid, you trained for 18 years. Right. You mm. you trained and learned all of the lore. So you, you and, and today, if you were to train up into Druidry as, as I have, um, and I came through the Order of Bards, Ovates, and Druids uh, group out of England, a really highly professional group, I recommend them highly. But you start by learning how to be a bard, right? And so what is a bard? Well, you have to master the art of storytelling. You have to master the learning and the knowing of what it is that you're talking about. And that's a sort of a fundamental principle, you mm -hmm. know, for, for, for Druidry. And then you lean into, you know, plant medicine and herbology and, you know, really right. sort of the, you know, the medicine inherent in that. And then up into, you know, really deep spiritual um, practice. Um, and so so part of the problem with Druidry is there's a lot of hokum, right, right. associated with it. just simply making shit up because there isn't, you know, right. anything um, to dispute that. And so, you know, so over, over time, you know, we've had folks that have written about Druidry and, you know, sacrifices and all this, you know, kind of nonsense and, right. you know, and which is not to say that, you know, Druids didn't make sacrifices. Perhaps they did. Perhaps they didn't. Do we have anything that can really sort of, you know, definitively say what was sort of the, the craft, if you will, of, of that? Mm. No. And so a lot of what we know about Druidry has sort of been intuited, you know, by, by various folks, as well as, you know, sort of following the breadcrumbs, right? And right. going back in the sands of time to pull through what we can find out about the Druids. And so I'm always really, you know, skeptical when I pick up a book on Druidry and it, you know, dives straight into magic and there's all kinds of fantastical stuff going on there. And it just, you know, it just doesn't resonate in a way that um, sounds reasonable and wise. Right? Right. And so, right. so, so my sort of rule of thumb is always, if it sounds like it's nonsense, then, then it's a bad source, right? right. <laughs> you know, so, so, but there are several writers and authors that, you know, really have done a fantastic job of, of, you know, digging into um, what we do know about uh, Druidry, really focusing it on, you know, the earth and the elements and, and deeply sort of, you know, digging in to, um, you know, to our old ways, our own wisdom and, and storytelling, right? Mm -hmm. and, and poetry too is also such a great, you know, feature of it. And so, you know, so, so I, you know, obviously have read up, you know, over the years and go with certain recommendations from organizations like OBOD, Order of, or, of Bards, Oates and Druids, mm. um, as well as, you know, the Irish Pagan School um, run by uh, Laura O'Brien and, and John, who identifies as Dag to the Bard. Um, they, you know, they really have done their homework. I mean, you know, Laura O'Brien is really uh, a scholar and probably the preeminent authority on, on Ogham today. Um, so, so you really sort of want to know your source, right? Mm -hmm. And so you look to those that have a, you know, a large body of literature that have a, you know, set, have set up schools, definitely look for, for those that, you know, basically are applying some sort of academics, mm -hmm. you know, to it, that, that will, uh, you know, help to sort of keep you straight. If you just pick up any old book on Druidry or just start Googling, God forbid, do not just, just, you know, start Googling <laughs> yeah. Druidry, what do I need to know about Druidry? There's all kinds of 
complete and utter garbage out there, you know, about it. So, yeah. so definitely, you know, pick your pick your resources. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you see that in a lot of books, a lot of witchcraft. You know, the thing is with witchcraft, I think what people don't understand is like there is certain things that you can do and certain things you, you, sh you know, like for witchcraft, like spell work and stuff. But people don't understand it is really about maybe like studying that, but also creating your own. Yes. I think Druidry is a little bit more, I think a little more precise because there is like something, but it's, but like you said, it's hard to find all these things. But you do find so much bullshit in witchcraft too, and yes. it's because people just they're not really trained, well trained on it, and they're they are nowadays. And I hate to be shitting on people, but listen, you have to kind of. And we're not trying to be gate. Nobody's trying to be a gatekeeper. God no. But you have to really know the sources where you're coming from, like yep. where they're coming from. Did they do the study? Like, did they study all these? You know. I mean, it just you got to look at the resources. I That's guess it. you would say. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Always, and always question your source. So, you know, as I yeah. say, if it sounds, you know, really sort of out there or whatever, yeah. then. You know, that's that's definitely going to be a you know a rule of thumb for you um, as well. Yeah. Do you want to go on the next one? Yeah. Well, you know, the really fun thing about having a store that's part gallery, part bookstore, part you know aromatherapy bar, etc., is you know I, I get to order some of these books. Right? Mm. I get to do the research, you know, to find these books. And and I came across these wonderful um, books um, that are published by Applewood Books, and there's a series of four of them. They d dive into the four elements earth fire air and water and they're just these small lovely little paper books and um and i got them for the store because what they are doing is contemplating each element within the book and pulling through pieces of poetry For example, um, in uh, I'll just pick up one of these books here, Water. Um, it, it's really, as I said, just a, a little book of, of quotes, right? Pulling from poetry primarily. But there's some absolutely gorgeous little nuggets in here. So, so here's one. The sea does not reward those who are too anxious, too greedy, or too impatient. One should lie empty, open, choiceless as a beach, waiting for a gift from the sea. Hmm. What I, water. Well, what I adore about that is it really helps you understand water, right? To, right. you know, to read poetic excerpts like this, you know, really helps you to contemplate on an emotional level. Yes. What is it that you're actually working with, right? As opposed to sort of reading about, well, water is an element and we know that and, mm. you know, <clears throat> what are the forms of water? It, I guess it gives it a personality, like the element. Right. It, it gives yeah. it it gives it a personality, mm -hmm. but, it, but but I guess you know to me and and obviously not everybody loves poetry. I have a deep love of it because I think it's helped me to understand the world in a myriad of ways that mm -hmm. I wouldn't ordinarily. Um, but in applying this, you know, in this way to just having little little books of poetry about certain elements, you know, t to me that sort of upped up my practice in a way mm -hmm. to contemplate as I'm working with water, as I'm working with fire, as I'm working with air, as I'm working with earth, to be able to bring through the poetry in, in the practice as well. Hmm. Here's another beautiful piece by um, Margaret Atwood. And if you have not checked out Margaret Atwood's poetry, oh, she's just an extraordinary um, uh, author and, uh, and poet as regards um, nature and the natural world. Water does not resist, water flows. When you plunge your hand into it, all you feel is a caress. Water is not a solid wall. It will not stop you. But water always goes where it wants to go, and nothing in the end can stand against it. Water is patient. Dripping water wears away a stone. Remember that, my child. 
Remember, you are half water. If you can't go through an obstacle, go around it. Water does.、Mm. And I love、yeah. that, right? Be- well, I put pictures in my head just then of of non of of fictional reading, like we just were talking about. So as you were saying, that I was pitching water, going around things, and but also how water is so destructive too. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, that's those are great books. So that that is from what company again? Just so we so, can see. So yeah, so this is、uh, from Applewood Books,、mm. and、uh, and they're just cheap little books. I mean, each one of these books is nine dollars.、Um, wow. Yeah, I, I bundle them together because you know why not? So if you can bundle them together and reduce the price a little bit,、mm. and somebody has access to all four of them at once, then you know that's a good that's way、great. to go. So ni- yeah, and they're nicely、treasures. bounded and and. Uh, the colors match each element. I know that's right. Yeah, yeah water blue, is yeah. blue and air is gray and fire、mm. is red and earth is green. Yeah, that's great. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah, poetry. Yeah, the simplicity of it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why I do my positive cult knowledge stuff, like the little sayings that people think, because、yeah. I think you can keep those in your brain a little more and be like, oh, I get it. I remember that saying. You know. Can you refer back to it? That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it helps you to to anchor in, you know, to to your practice.、Mm. Um, a, a wonderful friend of ours.、Um, You know, says you you can't push the river, right? And and so this you know excerpt from Margaret Atwood's poetry、mm. is very much the the flip side of that coin, right? Yeah, right. you can't push the river, but also you, you know you can't resist it. You can't、right. resist it. And I think it's you know in in working with a spiritual practice. So for example, you know we've been overcoming a lot of challenges recently, and and、um, I for one have been doing you know certain、um, spiritual work in that regard to you know how the heck do you get around some of these. Mm. What seem like insurmountable obstacles,、mm. and time has been my friend in that regard. Just having the patience,、yeah. just staying the course, just you know continuing to drip, drip, drip. Do what you do, do you. Everything you know works out the way it's supposed to be when you are living in your authentic self and in your authentic life. Yes. Then nothing really can stand in your way, and if it is in your way, then you end up just going around it,、yes. <laughs> going with the flow, right? Yes. Well, I'm going to. I haven't read this book in a while. I read it when it came out, so I'm not. I'm not going to go totally into it. But when people、um, say, "What? Well, where do I start?" I always、um, recommend、uh, "Psychic Witch" by Matt Aaron. Oh yes. And he has a new book actually coming out, and I forgot the name of it, but it's coming out in October.、Um, I will. I will say, you know, it's a very good book, especially for beginners. But it's also a really good book for people who've been around a while.、Um, I like the way he writes; is very、uh, simple but very smart. He also writes about meditation in a very good way.、Um, he believes that everybody can be、um, a psychic. I'm not going to say I disagree, totally disagree, but I think there's also levels mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, what you、yes. really can accomplish. Because、yes. I think I believe in back past lives. As you come, you become more spiritual, you become stronger. The more you just complete, it's just practice as lives goes over.、Um, I think there's some people more gifted as psychics, but I'm not going to say that、um, it doesn't take away from the book because it's super well written. So it's called Psychic Witch:、uh, The Metaphysical Guide to Meditation. And he has spell work in there, but I like it because it's very—it's not—it's not simple. I used to think it was simple, and I when I read it, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty simple." But when I kind of just went over it again, just briefly before the podcast, I go, "Yeah, he—he's he's got some really deep stuff in here. I like the way he read, and he sold over millions of copies of it. So he's—he did really well for himself. 
and so somebody's reading it. It's not all witches. It's not <laughs> yeah. all witches. And yeah, so or or maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it is. So you know, and I mean, you know, people want to dabble. You know, I think it's it's a really well written book. It's a, if if you haven't picked it up, you know, and if you're more of an advanced student of the craft or the occult, don't don't shun it. I think it's a good way to 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 go into something. It actually brings some really good um, ideas about witchcraft. So it's psychic witch, by matter. So what else do we have here? Love it, love it. Um, well, you know, I, and what I what I really enjoy about what we're talking about too is just kind of the realization you know, that, um, you know, you really enjoy fiction, um, mm. as well as, as nonfiction yes. books. I have a tendency to really focus almost exclusively in nonfiction right. and poetry. <laughs> so except, I, except Lord of the Rings. Well, Lord of the Rings, I read when I was very young and fell madly in love with the books. I was always <laughs> waiting. That's another recommendation. The, Lord oh, of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Read the yeah. books, read the books. Yeah. Though, though I have to say that it's such a wonderful job making those movies. Um, you know, was really as, as true to the book, I think, as, as you can get, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or the three books in one. Um, but yeah, gosh, favorite book ever. Always, always will be. Always, always so will li- be. So a little quick story. Um, Morgana <laughs> works her ass off, as I, as I do. So what I have to do is <laughs> to get her to calm down. And, and just sit still. <laughs> and just sit still and relax. So one day, um, like, I watched The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, right? But yes. then when it first came out, but then when I started watching it again recently you re- yeah recently i you see so much stuff about witchcraft and about you know magic magic yeah. and yeah. occult yeah. and you go oh and then we're just with uh was it saron saron mm-hmm. is saturn yeah you know and i was like so we were watching like that's saturn they're talking about the god saturn it's like you don't realize that until you uh see it right so when so when so what i did was like i tricked her <laughs> And I got her, and I got her at the house, and I always tell her I'm gonna give you a foot massage, which she loves. And I give her like Love an hour, two hour foot massage. And I, I, don't make everybody out there jealous. Okay. Yep. And I turn on Lord yep. of the Rings, and she hasn't jealous. seen it in so long. I haven't had time. And I don't watch anything. Yeah. She sat there and watched it, and was just glued to the TV like a child. It was great because <laughs> the only time I can get her to calm down. The only time. Well, no, don't say calm down because that makes people think I'm like some sort of screaming banshee. No, 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 no. Yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. Sitting still. Just to yeah, sit still. Sit still. And, relax. Yes. and she enjoys every second. Oh my god! I, you know, it's amazing too. Is because I read. She's the getting book. so excited right now. <laughs> I read the book and I read the you know number of times. You know, as a as a um, tween and then as a teenager, and you know, would dip in and out of it, and then the movies. Mm. And I've actually seen the movies. It, it, it probably they're probably the only movies I have watched more than a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, most movies you watch it once. Why would I ever watch yeah. it again? Yeah. You know, who has the time for that? But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. But just like even anticipating like what were the next lines and stuff. Yeah, like, she was yeah, telling me the lines. Us. Oh, I just loved it. She was telling me Absolutely. the lines. Like, Can you watch Lord of the Rings again? Yes, we okay. watched. Fantastic. Yes, because I, I got to watch the last one. We start, I still got to watch the last right. one. That's right. Yeah, and it, well, and then I actually got to sit her down to watch the new Dune because I loved the new mm. Dune. That mm-hmm. I watched like three times. I don't do that either, mm. but I loved the new Dune, and I got her to watch that, and she was, was, uh, was so into it. Was it. Good. It was good. It yeah. sounds good as Lord of the Rings, but you know, but nothing no. is. But nothing no, is. No, but it was funny because she was like, "Oh my god, 
oh my god like she was like jumping in like getting him an anxiety <laughs> attack about them running away from the bad guys it was so great i've never seen her like that so it's it's really fun anyways okay uh, i'm very protective so, about what i watch because then it takes a residence in, in my brain yeah she can't watch horror movies where god, i no. love horror movies god, no god no please love no. it love horror a24 i love a24 well, well, you know, slow horror movies well you know well people say you know it's just a movie it's not real but if i see it it is real because <laughs> i have a very vivid imagination so that's yeah. all we're gonna okay. say about okay that. that's okay. all we're gonna say okay about so that. what's the next book that you have okay so so here's one that i that i actually have recently picked up but it's been around it's been around for quite a while actually um it, it, at least 10 or 15 years mm. um i'm looking to see what the published date is on this oh gosh wait wait it, 1995. wow yeah yeah so this actually goes goes way back but it's a wonderful book called sacred space enhancing the energy of your home and office by denise lynn l-i-n-n and what i really love about this okay no surprise it deals with the elements <laughs> right <laughs> so so she's you know she's sort of talking about your home as a sort of a being as a you know in an energetic sense and of course you know being an energy worker and mm. you know working with vibrational sound and scent and various other things you know energy is just so very important um to me and to so many and so what she's really tackling here is to you know sort of talk about like how do you use you know some of these these elements like just pull the elements into your house so a simple example of this would be you know using smoke as a purifier right a lot of people you know do that and they use uh, uh smoke for cleansing you know etc um but so she has smoke under the alchemy of air but also goes into you know aromatherapy how we infuse you know uh, aromatherapy you know into our spaces too really uh you know changes up the sort of energetic signature you know within our houses she goes into the healing earth right and talks about you know how you can sort of um you know connect the energy in your home or your office or, or your environment you know to the earth and using salt is also you know a great way to do that and salt itself is very purifying etc mm. um and um and but she also peppers the book throughout with invocations right so in other words how to turn it into a practice mm. not just here's the thing use the thing like light a sage bundle and sort right. of waft the smoke around you know she's really sort of talking about how to you know sort of um, invoke that but my favorite part of the book is when she talks about trees so just mm -hmm. talking about sort of you know trees as allies you know that are around your property you know sort of selecting a tree is your guardian tree and you know talking about the fact that plants have consciousness you know mm -hmm. which obviously yeah, i, I you know, fully that. believe and then how to sort of you know have meditations you know with the trees which is sort of you know plant in your gardens um and uh, and those sorts of things and then she goes into sound so you know things mm -hmm. like using you know bells again using the uh um you know alchemy of sound to just sort of clear out the energy reset the energy you don't have to you know go crazy and buy a whole bunch of tuning forks and gongs and various things but you could have wind chimes you know simply just having some chimes yeah. you know hanging outside your door is just a fantastic way to sort of bring you know bring that in and then she also goes into you know mystic symbols for the home like how to you know just um sort of in in view your home with you know uh numbers and you know various vibrations associated with numbers so she's pulling in some aspects of numerology you know as well as um feng shui and mm. as well as you know all of the elements into it so so you know in terms of wonkery in terms of being a complete and utter nerd if you want to pull in all of your um you know your <laughs> elements and aromatherapy and smoke and sound and everything else this is the book for you 
okay, it's definitely the book for me, but this also could be the book for you if those no, are the sorts of right. things that get you jazzed, yeah. you know? Well, it's funny because I look at the front cover and it's, it looks like a, just like a regular book. It looks just like, yes, there's just and, a woman and, sort of lying on a bed. It almost yeah, looks but, like she's looking at her phone. Yeah. She's and, got something in her hand. It's not a phone. And the funny thing is that when you open up, it's but, very witchy and very right? spiritual yeah, absolutely very spiritual. yes yes yeah. talking about home protectors and energizers too right really, so, it looks like a really good but i haven't seen this book yet yes, so this looks like yes. really cool. i was saving it for for my new place <laughs> for my new place and then we'll, yes. we'll definitely you know do some fun stuff you know with that uh, with this and the art of placement too where you actually put stuff in your space mm. matters a whole lot as well as you know keeping your space you know clutter free if you want to sort of keep things open um but then there are also those of us that love a lot of um things and i won't refer to it as clutter but you know when you're building an altar and you want to actually bring in a bunch of elements and a bunch of of um you know different attributes that right. really speak to what it is that you're trying to sort of conjure then no of course you don't want a minimal space you want to bring in all these you know wonderful yes. things and um and of course of course i've got way too many books and art and mm. things so my space does not look like a minimalist space <laughs> but yes sacred space by denise lynn l-i-n-n -N, yes. is a wonderful book to to dip into for anybody that wants to sort of work with with their space mm. well <laughs> so much people laughing yeah cue cue the the uh, audience laughing <laughs> yeah. in the background so i'm gonna so i think i'm gonna give we'll give one more book and Right up, unless you want to yes, get something. Yes, no, please. No, I'm just good. So I think I said there's some people that ask me, what is a good book about magic, but also that's a little bit on the darker side, right? That is your but forte. It, but, it, but, in a, but in a healthy way, right? Because you get a lot, the same thing as with jewelry. You get some people who make some like dark magic books and it's like, mm, you know, it's kind of, it's okay. They're not really good, but um, it's called uh, Besom. I always get that name. Besom, Stang and Sword, um, a guide to traditional witchcraft, the sixfold path and hidden landscape by Christopher Orpello and Tara Love McGuire. And the reason why I like this book is I actually um, gave this to my daughter mm. um, because I think it's a really, no, my daughter is not two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, young adult daughter. Yes. Yeah. And I, I recommended this because, um, you know, she was into a lot of love and light stuff. And I think she needed to understand both sides. So I actually just bought this for her not too long ago. Mm -hmm. So hopefully she's reading it. So I'll just give you some of the chapters. They have traditional witchcraft, as I'm staying a sword, magic spells, uh, divination, herbalism, the black tree, the hidden mm -hmm. landscape, necromancy. Hedge Witchery, The Witch's Sabbath, Lunar Year, and uh, The Crooked Path, which is The Crooked Path is what really is folk witchcraft and mm -hmm. is the dark side of the of witchcraft. And if it's, I really like it because it's simple to read, but it's very well de detailed. What they call it, they call it North American witchcraft, <laughs> which is like, it's, it's because instead of folk, thing? which is more yeah. like British, you know, mm -hmm. you know, so, but they do, um, uh, bring in both, you know, but it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, uh, I don't want to say a new way of looking things. It's always an old way, but I guess it's a, a more practical, cleaner way, I would say, of looking at darker hmm. witchcraft, I think maybe. Hmm. I, I just, I like the way they write. They're really good writers and you could tell they really put a lot of work into the book. So it's called uh, Besom, Stang, and Sword, A Guide to Traditional Witchcraft. I think um, I need to get that book. It's a really good book. And you would like to, I think anybody even that are druids, anything, you're going to get mm -hmm. something out of this book because it's really well written and it's fun. It's like a fun book to read. That's why I liked it a lot. Ooh. Um, I think we're good. 
Yeah. I think we'll do this yeah. every few months, give some people some new books to read. Yeah. And talk about them because we're, we're book nuts. We're always I, finding something new and fun. And um, I think witch people and people in the occult are always book nuts, right? We're all kind of nerdy book people. I mean, I don't think I've read one per met one person who was in the occult going, I don't like to read. I don't, <laughs> they're, they're, no, everybody, yeah. like, it's right? I mean, it's, it well, it's sort of hard to have a practice if you don't like to read because where yeah. are you getting your information exactly. from? Where are you getting your knowledge from, you know? Yeah. yeah, and we're always like the, you know, a little bit of the outsiders, you know? You know, just in terms of sources, so we've given a couple of very specific books, but, but people often ask, like, you know, where can I find, you know, a place that actually you know, has a lot of occult books, but, you know, good sound books and mm -hmm. not, you know, a bunch of nonsense. Right. Um, so I want to give a, a shout out to Catland Books oh, in I Brooklyn. C-A-T-L-A-N-D-S yeah. Books mm. out of Brooklyn. Fantastic shop, um, uh, you know, in addition to being, you know, an awesome uh, bookstore, uh, they also do classes, courses, and workshops like we do here at Modern Druid, but they always have some sort of interesting, fascinating thing going on. And I think they're expanding soon, too. I was delighted Ooh, to see on their Instagram page because more of that, please. You know, absolutely yes. wonderful, wonderful stuff. But uh, having browsed, you know, the offerings in Catland Books, um, they just have an absolutely fantastic lineup of all kinds of topics. Mm. Um, but it looks like they, you know, have been really wonderfully curated and sourced um, by by the owner or owners of Catlin Books. So I just wanted to give them a shout out as a great resource to go to. Mm. You're not going to find, you know, crummy material um, sold by, mm. uh, by um, you know, a, a business like that. Right. Also, well, I would like to give one to the, the, the book that you gave me a long time ago, The, uh, the Devil in Plants. Right or the plants of the devil. The plants, plants of the, of the devil. devil. Yeah. That was by yeah. Triple Hand Press, and they have some really cool books. Yes. I mean, they yes. make these beautiful hardcover books, really well researched. Um, Triple Hand Press, check them out. But yes. some of the books here that we talked about, you can get them through uh, many different places. But you can get them actually through here, through Mountain Druid. Yeah, yeah, and and we're always you know sort of changing up our book selection. Um, I tend to get in just, you know, small batches of books, so they sell mm -hmm. out, you know, quickly. And um, being that we're a small shop, I like to rotate what it is that we get in. So, you mm -hmm. know, we, we may have, you know, like I mentioned, the um, the Four Elements books, you know, by uh, by Applewood uh, books. Um, they'll sell out, and I, I may not get them back in again, you know, for a bit because right. we need to use the space for some other good stuff that comes mm -hmm. in. But um, but certainly check us out, moderndruid.com, see if there's some stuff there that you and like you can... and enjoy. And you can use the code. And you can use the code Lucifer, Lucifer. for a certain percentage off. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we're not trying to be super advertising here, but also we have a Patreon. Uh, well, I mean, it's uh, it's on the front of the Spotify. If you like to donate a little bit per month or just like a one-time little donation, even two bucks, it doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're trying to, like I said, we're going to try and we want to expand a little more and make the podcast bigger. We want to be on YouTube. And, you know, we would appreciate some help. It's cool. You know, well, even if you don't, you don't. But, hey, we really do appreciate it. And Support. with a Patreon, then we're able to produce some other high-quality material that is available only to Patreon um, right. members. So, mm. um, so we're looking to build some of that in the future, which would include, you know, some, some practice, some rituals, some spells. And, of course, mm -hmm. always some giveaways, seeing as we are launching Sulphur and Mercury. Yes. And, uh, uh, yes, about to sort of launch our sensuals uh, on, into yes. the world. So, so yes, right. we'll keep you posted uh, on that. But um, all these things are, yes, coming for the fall and the winter and into 2023. Exciting yes. stuff. Exciting stuff. Yes. 
It was a rough 2022, but so the next year is going to be beautiful. It is going a to be. A growth year. We'll call it a growth year. It is Challenges going to be. are about growth and knowledge. I will say this. And we've had a growth year for sure. Yes, I will say this, and I want to say this to everybody again, and I always say this. I have a lot of gratitude for everybody um, listening to the podcast and spreading it because our numbers are going up and up instead of down and down. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I really, you know, at first it was stagnant for a while and I kept trying to push it and like, and it's been doing well. So thank you to everybody who's been listening to us. Yes. But, thanks okay? indeed. Stay tuned. Right. Yes. Infernal blessings.